0: Hey there, Grease the Wheels Nation. This is Eric, the producer, here to tell you again about our sponsor for today's show, ToolHeadsCrate.com. Now, this month's Toolheads Crate, this is for September coming up, they are sponsored by Toolbox Widget. Toolbox Widget is a modular organization set that features interlocking organization for wrenches and screwdrivers. And judging by the photos of some of your toolboxes, you probably might want to pick this one up. Every Toolheads Crate box is $35.99 plus exact shipping. They ship out on the 15th of every month. And one lucky winner for the Golden Wrench this month is going to get their entire box outfitted with Widget Organization from Toolbox Widget. And of course, this is just in addition to all the other great stuff that you usually get in the Toolheads Crate box, such as t-shirts, coupon codes, discount codes, and the things that give you a little taste of some of your favorite tool companies toolheadscrate.com cheap box better stuff keeping the lights on here at grease the wheels
1: all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to grease the wheels your weekly technician podcast brought to you by your uncle jimmy coming to you straight from the rock and roll garage Hey, today I want to talk to you about one of my favorite subjects, really seriously. Uh, It's animals in cars. And there's all kinds of animals in cars. And technically, human beings are animals. We're a species of animals. So we're in cars too. But what I'm talking about is bringing your animal into your car with you. And how sometimes, yeah, not such a good idea. Uh, Dogs are probably the number one animal that gets to ride in a car. And a lot of times I see people who have dogs in their car and they're, you know, dogs are not as stupid as we give them credit for or not credit for, whichever you prefer. Dogs are smart enough to know not to fuck with you when you're in a car, unless of course you're eating ice cream or something else that they would rather like to share with you. But that's one of the things that I see a lot of, and I mean a real super lot of is people who have dogs in their car a lot. I've seen a lot of cars that have dog hair strewn from one end of it right to the other. It makes it kind of disgusting to work on. And in a lot of cases, if you have a dog that you bring around, that you keep in your car with you when you're driving or you take them everywhere you go, your car probably smells like that dog. And you may not smell it or it may not smell bad to you, but I can assure you, that as a technician, if I get into your car and I have to do something on the interior of your car and you have a dog, I can smell him. And I'm betting good money. He doesn't smell good. Like lots of, lots of dogs smell like shit. And as a matter of fact, I have known and seen dogs that actually enjoy rolling in shit. And, and uh, What's funny about that is that nothing used to get my brother riled up more than his dog rolling in shit. <laughs> it was uh, comical to see him actually blow his fucking stack <laughs> when a dog tried to come in the house with little balls of shit on his fur everywhere and uh, he had to clean it off. But dogs make a mess out of the car. They really do. They, they, I've seen hair on headliners hair on sun visors hair everywhere from front to back on the inside of the car and it's not a good look ladies and gentlemen i mean it's like that car from the movie dumb and dumber only on the inside so uh i i don't know what to tell you about that uh lots of dogs shed lots of dogs shed constantly 24/7 365 y- y- you want to bring them in the car hey listen I, before we get before somebody gets the wrong idea i absolutely love dogs I love them very much. I think that they're uh, God's gift to mankind, really, honestly. But the things that they do to the inside of a car, and God forbid you should leave a dog in a car for even a short period of time because they're gonna find some part of that fucking car that either looks like or smells like food, and they're gonna chew the fucking shit out of it. And then you're gonna have to shit with this gooey, saliva covered gear knob that your dog thought was maybe a bratwurst or a hot dog or maybe a tootsie roll or something and now it's just got a bunch of fucking bite marks in it and it's all covered with fucking slobber and you've got to try to catch third gear with that fucking thing it makes it difficult to do uh i had uh i've had some experience with uh taking a dashboard out of a car where uh, an evap core leaked and, and we all know as technicians they're probably one of the worst jobs they have to do is changing an evaporator core because it involves removing the entire, usually, anyway, it involves removing the entire fucking dashboard and the metal support that lives behind it. And then the heater box, which lives behind that, and then cracking open that heater box and somehow or another finding the, heat, the heater core and praying that it doesn't leak too. And then finding the evaporator core... And they live in pretty close proximity, but sometimes you have to remove one to get to the other. So there's coolant everywhere, possibly. And uh, on this one particular vehicle, uh, we had been searching for an AC leak. Uh, we had we made three or four separate different attempts to find where this AC was leaking. And finally, we got a small, small, teeny tiny clue that it may be the EVAP core. So we went ahead and quoted the EVAP core. We took the, the, the entire fucking car part to get at the EVAP core. And what we found was that the EVAP core was packed about three inches solid with dog hair, which, by the way, was a really bright green luminescent color from all of the leak dye that we put in the fucking AC system. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. It really was horrible. And so if you're going to have animals in your car, just remember it can cause you problems that you can't even imagine. Now, I don't suspect that there's really anybody out there who has a dog that keeps them with him all the time and lets him ride in the car. Who's going to say, oh, gee, you know, I better leave that dog home because Uncle Jimmy says that that's not good. No, I don't. I don't expect to change anybody's policy on that. OK, I, like I said, I love dogs. Uh, I don't have one because I'm an irresponsible jerk and uh, I would neglect them. And uh, they would not enjoy a very good quality of life. So uh, I try to be uh, unselfish by, claim, by knowing that I am selfish and not actually getting a dog and ruining his life and probably making him mean as shit and having to clean piss and shit up all over my apartment and, or maybe my truck. So uh, it's just a choice I've made. I think it's a good one. That's for me. I know a lot of you can't live without a dog. I think that there's probably a lot of technicians who would rather get rid of their spouse than their dog. I've met several people who have, I'm sure feel the same way. But uh, as far as having animals in your car, that's that's just something that you're going to have to deal with. And, and maybe if you have a technician who works on your car, he's going to have to deal with it. They're probably not going to get paid any extra for having to deal with dog hair in your car. Uh, God forbid you should run into a technician who is allergic to dogs. That could be a disaster. Most people I know don't bring cats with them anywhere unless they have to go to the vet. Cats are real like, what the fuck about going into the car? You know, they're not, uh, I mean, I'm sure somewhere somebody has a cat they bring with them everywhere and they love riding in the car, Uh, but cats are so fucking weird. Anyway, that probably most of them are not excited about cars at all, which in my book makes them extremely fucking weird huh. anyway uh there's also uh, other types of animals that may get into your car and what i'm talking about here is uh rodents and uh where i'm at now we have had an extraordinary i you know it's not it's not the worst i've ever seen it's not like a plague of locusts or anything but there was there's been a lot of rodent damage on the cars that i work on down here where i am now uh, where I was in the north, uh, rodents didn't really get into the car as much as they do down here in a warmer climate. But uh, they still do get into the car. And one of the reasons that they get into the car, uh, there's several reasons, and most of the time it's mice. Uh, they're looking for food, and if it's really cold, they might be looking for someplace warm. And cars make an extraordinary habitat for mice. They, they really do. It's, it's almost like a little Disneyland for them which is really weird because Disneyland was founded by a mouse. But mice like cars. They, uh, they can eat uh, parts of the interior. They can eat parts of the uh, insulation, parts of the seats, the carpets, the headliners. And recently, and I don't know when this all started, but recently, I'd say within probably the last 10 years anyway, uh, and maybe longer, uh, manufacturers have started to use uh, alternative materials for wiring harnesses most wiring harnesses in the past and i'm talking about way way back in the past were cloth covered okay fine it worked it was an insulating type of a material kept a, a power wire from grounding out on something metal did its job it was effective it was probably expensive but since you could pay somebody 19 cents a day to make the shit it really wasn't that expensive was it now starting in probably the 50s we went to plastic or you know some forms of uh, plastic rubber to insulate wires and this worked wonderfully for many 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 decades and uh, it resisted breaking down it was actually pretty good stuff Uh, didn't like heat too much but then who does right but then all of a sudden we got smart. Somebody got smart somewhere. And uh, I don't know, you can use whatever definition of smart you want to use. They decided they were going to use a soy based plastics to insulate wires from each other. And uh, apparently it was cheaper than whatever they were using before, be it rubber or plastic. Um, And uh, lots of things are cheaper than petroleum products nowadays. But one thing that the the genius who came up with this shit didn't uh, take into account is that mice and possibly other rodents as well would find a soy-based material covering a wire fucking delicious. They like it. It's like a great big golden corral buffet for them to get at a harness that has, you know, eight, 10, 12 wires going through it. It's like, what do I eat first? You know, the lasagna or the steak or the chicken wings or the fucking rice. What am I going to eat first? Yeah, he hangs out there and he makes himself a little home by chewing up some insulation, and then he just chows. He chows and he chows, and and I've seen mice recently, by the way, chew up entire foot, two foot, three foot long sections of wiring harness, and I think to myself, what a fucking glutton. Jesus Christ, did you have every motherfucking mouse friend of yours over here for like a super bowl party it's like they bought a great big five foot long sub of fucking soy based wiring and they fucking ate it all in one goddamn night it's a fucking nightmare and the way cars are designed now they build the engine and the transmission on a little platform and they put the wiring harness on it and then they fucking slap it in a car and guess what if you've got to change that wiring harness you pretty much basically have to pull that engine and transmission right the fuck back out of the car so it's never going to be simple you know and if you you know if a mouse just shoot on one wire you could be like all right he was a little hungry but then he fucking sc- amscaried and now all you gotta do is just fix this wire and we're good to go again but no they fucking hang around for weeks like it's a fucking motel six and we have left lights on for them yeah and they chew the living shit out of the harness oh my lord we've had to replace quite a few harnesses i had one car and this was actually a few years ago this is why i don't know exactly when this all started but this was a few years ago where this mouse chewed up a harness in a car and really went to town on it and i had to replace the entire harness and then the car got towed back in two weeks later this either the same mouse, the same masochistic fat bastard of a mouse, did the same fucking thing to the new harness. And I'm thinking to myself, this is just great. This guy was like Louis Anderson staying at a fucking, oh, that's not right. This is, this mouse was like John Panette staying at a Chinese buffet for four hours. You hear four hours. You go now. You so big. Why you know eat vegetable? seriously they ate the fucking thing in exactly the same manner if i had laid them side by side you would see that they ate the same fucking wires the same fucking plate. no variety okay oh god and then of course you know the owner he's all pissed off at us like we hired the mouse to go to his house sorry i didn't mean to rhyme there but it did we hired the mouse to go to his house to fuck up his wiring harness which we didn't do you can't reason with a mouse they want too much money they want weekends off it's like fuck i can't do that right but seriously Heath was mad at us, which is just insane. Like I'm Marlon Perkins or Steve Irwin or somebody like that, you know, who could actually, you know, Dr. Doolittle, who could actually go up to a mouse and go, hey, see this guy? He's an immense asshole. I want you to follow him home, and then I want you to crawl up in his car, and I want you to eat the fucking shit out of his harness. Oh, yeah, definitely eat the shit out of the harness that I just replaced, okay? Here's here's a big ball of cheese, and there's more cheese where that came from when you finish the job. It's just not... It's not what happened. As you can see, this kind of thing makes me lose my mind. Now, I've, uh, I've read stories and heard stories, but I've never seen it. Thank you, God. Uh, where sometimes, you know, you park a car in your driveway and you just had to heat on full blast and maybe it's, you know, 30 or 40 degrees out and your neighbor is a big fan of snakes. Yeah. And the snakes looking for heat. That's really basically what they do. They look for heat and shit to eat. That's it. I'm not a poet, folks. I swear to God. But he's <laughs> he's looking for heat and shit to eat. And guess what? He finds your car is nice, and toasty, warm, especially in the heater vents. Oh, man. And you know what? He's slimy and slithery, and he can fit inside those heater vents. And so guess what? <clears throat> there he is. And then it gets cold, and he'd like to get the fuck out, but he can't. So next thing you know, you're turning the heat on, and you've got a face looking at you with a tongue sticking out. <laughs> you want to go to work but you can't get any heat out of the fucking thing and the the snake is just sitting there going ah warmth thank you so you end up taking this is this happens all the time in the united states it probably happens in other parts of the world too that i'm not familiar with but when it happens in the united states usually there's some sort of a article on it in the paper because it's really weird but snakes like heat they want to crawl in there and get warm and well we know as humans with brains that the heat goes away after a while, unless the car stays running. Unless car, unless you're running the car and you have it on and you have the heat on, the heat's going to go away. So if you come home, because this is this is what happened to me. This is a personal experience. This is what happened to me. I came home from work one time. This is when I lived in the northern part of the country. And it was about a grand total of two or three degrees out. So it's pretty fucking cold. And I had heat on full blast in my truck because I like heat, heat's cool. Part of the reason why I moved to the Southern part of the country. But I pulled into my house where I live and I had heat on full blast and I shut my truck off. And we have a feral cat that hangs around our garage, uh, my apartment and my garage, my garage and my apartment are right next to each other. And uh, the lady who lives below me uh, has decided that she's gonna feed this feral cat. So he doesn't even know he's a feral cat anymore. Okay, but she doesn't let him in the house and I don't let him in my fucking house. That's for sure So he is an outdoor cat and he has plenty of food, but he's got no heat So (laughs) I pull up and it's like a single digit for a temperature outside and he doesn't even wait He doesn't even wait for me to shut my truck off. I hear him crawling in the engine compartment and I'll bet you a a dollar it was nice and fucking toasty in there because my ride home from work was about a 25 mile drive about 25 miles 25 minutes whatever it's nice and toasty in my engine compartment but you know how long that's gonna last let me see three degrees and let's say the exhaust manifolds are about three four hundred degrees and 10 minutes 10 minutes and then those exhaust manifolds will be two or three degrees and his cat he had to find that out the hard way so he was in my truck and he got warmed up for a little while and then after that he was back to freezing his little furry ass off again um i have had we i think we have all had uh instances where animals crawled into cars and then died cuz that's something that animals do sometimes has nothing to do with humans sometimes they just crawl in there to get warm and they're laying on a fan belt and you go to start the thing up and it grabs his head rips it right off of his little body. It's unfortunate I don't go around and wantonly kill animals. I did when I was a kid and I regret it. But, well, when you're a kid, you don't know that these things are not things you should do. So as a mechanic, as a technician, as somebody who works on cars and has to figure out what's going on with them, I'm sure that you have at some point opened a hood or removed an engine shield from the bottom of a car or found an animal of some sort stuck in some comp usually it's a really compromising position in and or around an engine compartment um we had many 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 years ago we had a at a saturn dealer we had a car where the technician opened a hood and a woodchuck jumped out and uh i i don't know if it almost bit him or not i was laughing too fucking hard he jumped out and he ran out the door and it scared the shit and I I mean that literally and figuratively, scared to shit out of the technician. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, that was funny. Uh, I don't know what the fuck he was doing in there. He was fucking huge though. That some bitch was big. I've had uh, I've had to take birds out of grills. Uh, that's not the most pleasant thing. I've, I've also read and heard stories of people who hit animals and they somehow survived. And there was one story of a, a woman who hit a coyote somewhere out west. And instead of, I, I don't know, don't ask me why. It wasn't really part of the story that I read. But for some reason or another, she hit this coyote and instead of stopping at all, she kept driving. And she drove for almost another 300 miles. And when she got out to go get gas... This coyote was stuck in his grill and he was still alive and uh that was as much of the stories i wanted to read because i i don't need to read about stupid people i see them all day long i, I suspect they freed him somehow or another and he ran off and wondered how the fuck he was going to get back to where he's from kind of hard to buy a bus ticket when you're coyote especially when you're always after the roadrunner. uh there's other animals that enjoy living in cars uh one of the things i've run into. In the junkyards here in the south, in the southwest, are rattlesnakes. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure of actually running into a rattlesnake myself, but one junkyard I went to, I was warned very sternly, watch out for the rattlers. And uh, I'm not one of these people who has immense amounts of fear of things, but I was very wor- wary. I was very aware and wary of rattlesnakes, which I didn't see any. and I'm glad because I'm not sure what I would have done. I... Uh... <laughs> Don't have a plan of attack. If I run into a rattlesnake, I think I would probably just beat a path around them. But they they like to live in cars in these junkyards that uh, down here. So it's a it's it's definitely a thing. Uh, some of the cars that I've run into in the junkyards up north, there's been possums living in them. If you're not familiar with a possum, uh, think of uh, picture a rat, double and or triple the size. Uh, give him some gnarly gnarly fucking teeth. Coat him with a slime that can't be described honestly and make him the ugliest looking rat you've ever seen and that's a possum they're probably the ugliest animal in the animal kingdom i don't know if they would appreciate that or not i think they would i think they cultivate that really fucking ugly desperate get the fuck away from me look and then there's other animals that would like to get into your car i read a story about a woman in colorado and this i guy i, I got to be honest with you uh it's an unfortunate thing for this woman But it's also funny as shit. In Colorado, there's a lot of wildlife because Colorado's pretty cool. There's a lot of wilderness there. There's a lot of wild animals there. And it's just a place where you can go and be one with nature. Or nature can be one with you as long as you don't have food on you, okay? And that's one of the rules. If you have a car and you live in the woods, don't keep food in your car. Just don't do it. Well, this woman knew the rule. And accidentally violated it by leaving some gummy bears in her car. And along came, this is God's honest truth, I read this story, and I I don't have any trouble really believing it. Uh, A real bear came along and in a sense of irony tried to get at these fucking gummy bears and absolutely ripped this woman's Subaru to shreds trying to get the gummy bears. And I don't know, they didn't mention if he was successful or not. I just enjoyed the irony of a bear... Ruining a Subaru to get gummy bears—it's almost a cannibalistic ritual involving the sacrifice of a Subaru, (laughs) which I'm all for. I don't really like those cars that much. Anyway, uh, there's other animals that like to get at it at at your automobile. If you live somewhere where there's deer, and who doesn't? uh, They have a tendency to. Well, they're they're just stupid. They don't have any idea about the laws of physics and and uh, time and motion mass and just no grasp of physics whatsoever so they will attempt to run in front of you Uh, sometimes they run alongside you and then cut in front of you I've seen that before Uh, sometimes they're just trying to leap across something and then you happen to be there because you're going 70 Uh, sometimes they run into the side of your car that's that really right there is like the most painful because if you were just going a little faster or a little slower you would have fucking missed them but no, their timing was just fucking absolutely dead nuts on, and they direct hit you. Anyway, uh, in in closing, I just like to say that we have to share this planet with the animals, and they are going to help themselves to our stuff, our fucking gummy bears. They're gonna prance across our roads, and we don't own the planet. They they don't own it either, but we don't own it. We're all here to, to try to share it. Uh, they're not. They have no qualms about sh- sharing. They don't really know the concept. Uh, we're certainly not going to invade their space and take their food, but they're not going to reciprocate. They will invade our space and take our food, and chew our wiring, and ruin our fucking Subarus. <laughs> so let's uh, let's try to get along with the animal kingdom. And if you have to deal with them, you have to deal with them. It's just one of it's just a part of the job, okay. And uh, sometimes it's a fun part of the job, and sometimes sometimes it's not. All right, and that's enough of. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is uh, this is probably the most idiotic podcast I've made so far, and I've made some pretty stupid ones. Uh, this one is just making me laugh because it's it's just idiocy. But uh, there's that, and I'm at the end. Really, I I don't have any more idiot comments to make about animals and cars, except that I'm going to get the fuck out of here. This is your uncle Jimmy signing off, saying see ya.
0: So that is it for this week's episode of Grease the Wheels. Hey, make sure you keep those good reviews coming over there on iTunes. We really appreciate the way that we've been getting hyped up to the rest of the internet. If you know somebody who'd like the show or you know a community that would like the show, make sure you share it to them. We appreciate that as well. A lot of people sharing it to all the corners of the internet. Now, this week's featured automotive content creator is actually not a content creator at all. It is, in fact, an event. And that event is Hoyttoberfest 2019. It's going to be going on September 15th from noon until 3 at Hickory Park in the village of Burgeon. I'm going to be sharing the event onto the Facebook page sometime later this week. Now, this is an absolutely great car show. It's one of the last really good car shows before, you know, you got to start thinking about the rain and the salt and the slush and all that good stuff. So if you want a nice fall drive and you're anywhere in the northeastern part of the United States, Make sure you check this one out, or at least, you know, think about it. Now, the entrance fee is 5 bucks, and all proceeds will benefit Donate Life. Donate Life is an absolutely great organization. They get people spare parts. The main focus of this show will be BMWs of the new class to the E31 generation, but if you don't have one of those just bring anything you got it's a good time they have awards for best asian import best domestic best non-bmw european best off-road trucks or suv best motorcycle best street truck first 25 cars into the show get a free memorial decal and more decals will be available for purchase there's going to be great food a 50 50 drawing with 50 percent going to the winner and the other 50% being donated. This is an absolutely fantastic cause. It's a fantastic event with a lot of great people at it, so make sure you check that one out. I'm going to be there. If you're coming from a long way in and you're a big fan of the show, hit me up. Stop and grab a beer or something. Take care, everybody. See you next week.